We're slovenly, we're feelingy, we're really kind of dumb. We're Terry, Shar, and Lissa, all here to have some fun. So guard your holes, let's make some rolls, and talk some D&D with the Cave Trolls. Honestly, the listeners probably don't either, so let's move on and start the show. (laughs) This is done with the pre-show. If you are listening to this and you're going, what the fuck was the pre-show? You can head on over to patreon.com slash creations and get it over there. Subscribe at our $3 tier, I think, you get the pre-show, or is it the $5 tier? I don't know. Head over there, give us a buck or two, get some early shit, get some bonus shit. Um, I just put my comic book up there for free. I save yourself those five dollars. Go read it. Tell me how bad it sucks. Um, or be a good person and just don't say anything at all. If you thought it was terrible, I don't need to cry today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you. Already did. Um, <laughs> But you get lots of bonus content from the Slovenly Trolls, too. They're on this podcast. I'll introduce them in a second. You get early stuff from right in the fields. You get lots of cool stuff over there on our Patreon. And if you heard that whole spiel and you're like, okay, cool, but what is the show? Hello and welcome to the Cave Trolls Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that will talk about things and then put them behind a paywall and then tell you to go play D&D. Um, and if you say there's other podcasts that do that, you're wrong. This is the only D&D podcast. I stand by it. There's definitely not another one. <laughs> on this network uh i am your faithful host terry smith and with me as always is one half of the feminist fact checkers Charday. how are you doing today i am great <laughs> and the now other half she is. yeah exactly now she's guzzled the gallons uh of the of the lead um the other half of the feminist fact checkers some would say the better half definitely the more refined uh half you know dines with the queen lissa how are you doing I'm doing good. Which Hello. queen? We don't know. That's for you to tell us. All of them. All of the queens. <laughs> All of the queens. Now that they're not at Buckingham Palace, though, I mean, you probably do have a chance. She's probably just walking around town now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, say what's up. What's up, Lizzie? That's how I imagine the the, <laughs> the queen is how's just the new, How's the new tube train line going? Yeah, yeah. Not well, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> that's just according to one article from a google last week when someone was complaining about uh construction so i i i didn't even realize that the new tube i've they, been gone for so long that i i they just even finished kept up it. With it with the elizabeth i just line. saw i saw a, a tiktok of um what's the train guy the guy who's yeah oh yeah i love him he, he just did a tiktok uh going through the oh nice the uh it just opened up i think i don't know if it's open to the public but uh people have posted stuff where does it go it, to like is it where, the where does the elizabeth um, line go? no it doesn't go it to the west, queen i think it goes from west to east so I, okay. I, I i'm unsure if it's actually part of the it's like part of the tube but i'm unsure if it's actually the tube i think it's more of a train no it's an underground train uh, maybe it's the tube i don't know it's a submarine um, on rails but it, i think it goes to keep <laughs> It um, connects Heathrow Airport to Paddington Station, I believe. Oh, okay, that's really. You helpful. made up all I mean, of those words. Maybe it might words. be a distress line. Yes, I made up all of these. I know what I know what she's talking Heathrow about. Heathrow Airport definitely a made up word, not the biggest airport <laughs> in London. Yeah, I agree, it's not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Paddington see, Station, which is also seen, the name of the bear, you know, Paddington you've, Bear. You've seen Love Actually. You know what love, Heathrow Airport. Is. I do know what Love is actually. <laughs> I want to know what love is. Uh, never mind. We're not going to show you. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Thank you, Sharday. But today we're not talking about love, actually. Today we are talking about some awesome D&D news. So let's just jump right into it. And by just jump right into it, I mean finally now, after five minutes of us talking about the tube, we will jump into it. Uh, <laughs> can you still call it the tube now that it's changed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. What do you mean? Do you still tube. call it the tube? Well, like it's always the tube. Well, some people refer to the tube as a specific rail line, so I just wasn't sure. Like now, I've it's never. Changed. Who does no. that? I don't know. Some UK podcast that I listen to. But it could that be a colloquialism. You know what I mean? That like I don't understand. Like when they say the tube, they're talking about any underground well train. the tube yeah the tube is the underground so the underground is the tube it's exactly and that's what i was people. saying yeah so yeah. like it would be called any underground train the tube 
not well no so they wouldn't call like the new york subway exactly that's what that's what i was asking that's what i was saying you know Uh, right yeah yeah yeah. so they only call you i mean at least i've only heard like they on london underground is the tube but also like london has subways but they're not they're not what you think they're not the tube because subways are just underground streets that you can or they're a place that you can cross the street underground right right that's yeah because they are they are sub the way um eat fresh (laughs) eat fresh (laughs) (laughs) i had subway for lunch yesterday it was delicious i just saw the john oliver thing on subway and i'm just like i don't know if i want to eat a subway for a while (laughs) listen it's always been like that though that's not new i know i know it has but that's like saying like if you know how hot dogs made you wouldn't eat hot dogs i eat like a whole package of hot dogs yesterday i give no fucks like whatever they want to put in it if it tastes good i'm gonna eat that shit um that's the that's that's the american in me okay (laughs) fuck politics eat hot dogs fuck politics eat a hot dog eat a hot dog (laughs) anyways so jumping in so i want to talk about a couple of new games that came out i you know originally when we said this i was like i don't know if we want to cover kickstarters or whatever but it's been endlessly fascinating and there's just a bunch of new ones every week new games getting announced new games coming out and it's so cool because it's always bringing in new audiences and this one especially is one i want to talk about it's called quest it's a beginner's rpg and uh it's a one sheet rpg really like simple system and there are a lot of one sheet rpgs there's one that i play called uh lasers and feelings which is kind of like sailor moon-esque but it's a one sheet rpg so you like your character sheet doesn't have 15 pages there's not a lot of rules very self-explanatory you can jump right in and play without having read a php but this one specifically even though it has all the same stuff that i just said it's really a starter set for jumping into DD. it's like baby's first DD game because you use a Aww. d20 um it's a really simple success rate like if you roll above 11 you you can succeed but it has a lot of things that one sheet rpgs leave out mechanically so while if you play something like legends and feelings you can get an item but it doesn't really change anything mechanically um in this like they have sets of items that you can add on and really get used to this is what a spell is this is what an item might do mechanically so when you jump into your first D game maybe you're not so overwhelmed and i played it with my kids and they totally understood and picked up on it and we play a lot of really simple rpgs in my house for reference my kids are five and six so this being like their first closest to D game and they picked it up right away understood what it all meant i think it's a great gateway for people if they want to try getting into D, but find it a little little i don't know um little daunting mm-hmm. so that's quest uh rpg which is kind of hard to find like of the name for it you know um, yeah, it's kind of a, a gate a name that you might accidentally find something else like a video game might be named quest i mean there's king's quest and like all that it stuff, was even just like cool. rpgs you go on quest so if you're typing quest rpg yeah. you might not find so i recommend typing in quest rpg one sheet and you will get <laughs> the correct website for quest rpg um but the pdf especially the other thing i want to mention is it's free so it's free to play right now. You can go and get the PDF for free. I think even the physical copy is not that expensive, maybe $11. Um, so you can totally go and do that and try that out. Would you two recommend this to people? I know you, you haven't had a chance to play it yet, but. It sounds like, like you said, it sounds like a good introduction to like a D20 system if somebody feels really overwhelmed or like would feel overwhelmed by a game like D&D that has so many different you know books and rules and stuff so it sounds like a good gateway to get people used to rolling dice to get used to you know the concept of successes and failures like kind of start the building blocks of what a game like a, a d20 game like D is right so i might like recommend it like once i if i ever play it because i don't like recommending things to people that i don't actually play myself <laughs> or not but i might like like recommend people look into it maybe if the concept of like D is very intimidating to them it sounds like a really good like stepping stone i think yeah and it, it kind of flew under the radar like i think technically it came out in um maybe 2020 um created by tc scottick um they they've done a lot of like expansions and stuff for it but i think that that kind of detracts from the idea of how simple it is but if you just want like a really easy one shot that it makes sense um but it 
it kind of flew under the radar and now it's free so i just i wanted to bring it up i want other people to try it um because as you know i don't sleep so i just stay up all night playing random rpgs for the first time uh but if we can get some other opinions on it that would be cool Mm. um (laughs) lissa having only really played D &D so far would you have preferred to start with something more simple or because you're very very smart D D was fine I am also very smart. I know. I would like to point that out. Um, <laughs> I had people who made it easy to learn, I yeah. would say. Um, not you, Charday. Wow. Listen, we start my new campaign in two weeks. You want to get off on this foot? I, I wouldn't I'll even call that shade. It. I think she just like put you underground. <laughs> Listen, you still have to give Now you're me a taking holiday. the two. <laughs> Listen, I, will, I give you yeah, homework. I I will give it to you. You owe me stuff oh, for our game too, Shar. So, if we want to I have it all filled out, but I'm I have it all filled out, but I have questions. Don't worry. How, how dare you? <laughs> I'm doing it. Uh, I mean, I I was fine learning D&D. Um I didn't have that I didn't I didn't even read through the player's handbook at probably any point. Um, I just sort of learned while playing, I think. Yeah. Try to remember three years ago. Uh, yeah, pretty much Almost learned while playing. four years ago now. Oh. If you want to hear a more in-depth story on that, you can go back to an episode where Lissa argued with me uh, even though we weren't arguing and we completely agreed about needing a book. <laughs> and then she said, she, she proceeded after all of that stuff. She goes, yeah, but actually I didn't read the book when I first started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was amazing. Discussion yeah. on this entire podcast. Honestly, I had a great time just like mediating and be like, listen, you're both very pretty. I, and we, thank you. Thank you. But I would say that it might be the second best because I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I think it was that same episode, the pre-show for that one. We were arguing about what constitutes a sandwich. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that's behind a paywall. Don't say that's our best content. It, no, no, I wouldn't say content, but you said best conversation. <laughs> I think it's up there. I, I want to say that that was a very, okay, very okay. riveting sure. piece. And so, like, if you had to say one of these was worth the money to go get, I would say it would be that one. Like, <laughs> If you want to hear us argue about what a sandwich And is. then argue about needing books that you didn't use. <laughs> like, right. Like, it, was, it was very impressive. But anyways, mm-hmm. like, that, that is really good perspective, Liz. I appreciate it. Um, I I would say like with something like D and D, I think the intro to pass fail is really good with something like Quest, where like it's easier to succeed and there's more degrees yeah. of failure of like rather than degrees of success. It's like the awesome thing usually happens, and if the awesome thing doesn't happen, let's talk about maybe it's not so bad. And and yeah. often in D and D, it's more the other way around. Like if something bad happens, it's the worst thing that can happen. And if you yeah, succeed, think- you just succeed. If it simplifies, like, the math part, maybe it would be easier to access. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, like, the math part, when I when I did um, the introduction and I DM'd for my grandparents, um, they were very much confused with sort of the math part where they roll the dice and then they have certain stats and it was, like, they roll the dice and they add the stats and then they tell it to me and then I tell the result and they were very confused with that so <laughs> anything that would kind of simplify that maybe process would make it more accessible to people who just don't drive with math so instead of having like maybe the DM has I don't know stats for each character because I've been thinking about how I could simplify it for my grandparents if I ever wanted to play this again would be if I necessarily I don't know, like, simplify it for them of, like, you're maybe, like, mediocre at something, like a skill, and then you're good at something else, and then I have the actual stats of what they're good at, and then they roll the dice, they tell me the number, and then whether or not they're good at that thing, I would tell the result. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that approach a lot. Yeah. Something like that this would would, so would help, and like uh, simple pass fail systems are another one. It's a good segue to our next our next system I want to talk about. But the simple pass fail it seems to be a little bit easier for a lot of new players. Um, one of the games that I use a lot for newer players is Tales from the Loop and its sequel game Things from the Flood. It's a D six system. A lot of people are more used to D sixes when it comes to like 
other board games, let alone like TTRPGs. Exactly. So like if I say roll the D6s, you need to get a six on one of them and you do the thing you're trying to do. That's a much simpler thing than trying to explain DC and do you add your modifier to this one and you add your modifier to the roll but not the damage. Well, you can add to the damage as long as it wasn't the second hand attack. You know, there's some caveats there. Plus how, like, what what you're trying to do, the DC will be lower or higher. So you get a nat 20, but you still don't necessarily succeed in some cases. And then, or because the DC was, like, 25, and then you're trying to explain why you were able to kick a rock, but not right kick the rock at the monster, mm-hmm. for example, that was flying, like, a gazillion feet away. And that that's just like I I love D and D and it's it was my first game and I if you think if you take the time to learn it the math isn't that complicated it's just on its face no. when people sit if down to play I can a learn game it, anyone can learn it. <laughs> if I can learn the math I mean I'm not bad at math by any means but I just, wow like, it's not my favorite thing. she attempted to be humble for like. 30 seconds, Lissa. You heard that, right? She's like, oh, I can do it. <laughs> but really, I'm amazing, so maybe you can't do it. Well, listen. Okay, I thought for a really long time that I was bad at math because I really shit high school teachers, but then I found out in university that I'm actually not that bad at math. It's just not my favorite thing. My, I, It takes me maybe just like a little bit longer to learn it. I still count on my fingers, but like I can still do it. It's not my favorite thing. So if like if you're just somebody who's bad or mediocre, just doesn't flat out like math you're worse than Charday. that's what she's trying to say no if i could look past it anybody (laughs) can because i still don't like math but doesn't mean i'm bad at. and you could have said that at the beginning but instead you're like i'm not going to say i'm bad at math that is i refuse to listen you said that lissa was the better host that she was had more decorum but you're better at math i need to build myself up i'm better at math there i said it i'm better at math lissa i actually don't know what's your standing on math uh should we ha- should I bring up like a remedial um, test and see who gets it done first? You better fucking so, not. <laughs> I, I also used to think I was bad at math, but then I dropped down to um, what they call an easier level of math. But mm-hmm. what the point of that was, I had a teacher who actually gave a shit and taught me how to do said Same, math yeah. instead of just giving us oh page do pages seventy four to seventy five drew a circle on the thing said that's the radius now go do those pages and then everybody just kind of went and taught it to mm-hmm. themselves but instead i dropped down to the lower level and i was like oh, well i mean i this can't be much worse but the teacher actually gave a shit and like taught me how the math works and why and i i remember uh my mom went to the first parent teacher conference and my teacher was like oh yeah she's really grasping the math well and um she's actually like teaching other students how to how to do the equations as well and my mom just looked at the teacher and was like, no, no, my, my, my child is Lissa. Um, <laughs> the wrong child here. And, and then the teacher looked at the paper and was like, no, no, yeah, Lissa. And my mom was like, oh. <laughs> it just, it's, it makes such a, good teachers make such a difference. Because the same thing happened with me and the same thing happened with so many people I know. Like if you have a shit math teacher or a shit teacher that just doesn't teach well or who just like gives you something to learn yourself. Like, yeah. the difference is astronomical. Like, I thought I was stupid really until I was 17. Like, I thought I was – I genuinely thought, like, I had a piece of my brain missing, like, because I wasn't grasping math concepts. But then, like, I put myself in remedial math in university because you had to – in U.S. schools, you have to um, do, like – you still have to do gen eds. You still have to do a certain amount of math, even though I was a writing major, but – that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> but I put myself in remedial math because I thought I was bad at it and because I didn't grasp basic concepts. And then it's, my professor cared about me. And it was just like, here is what you do if you need to cut my office hours and like actually like encouraged questions, encouraged growth. And then I figured out that I'm actually not bad. All right. So I got to cut you guys off on the math talk. Okay. We got We got to wrap this up. You're both very good at math. I'm so sorry (laughs) that I said anything about you being (laughs) bad at math. I am great at everything though. So just, uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't, I didn't need Uh any teacher to tell me, so I'm just wonderful. So moving on though, my point is, is that, uh, with D and D, sometimes it gets a 
little bit complicated. Not for Sade and Lissa. They're perfect. But for some other people, sometimes it's difficult. So with a game like Tales from the Loop with a D6 system, I think it, it works a little bit more in their favor for simplicity. Leading to our next game, which is called Animon. Um, and I've also played this one. I downloaded the playtest the other day. It's kickstarted right now. Um, I'll link there t- right now. Um in the show notes animonstory.com if you wanted to go there and check it out and it basically uses a similar system to tales from the loop you have d6s if you roll uh, i think a four or five or six it's a success and it depends on how difficult it is um and it's more akin to digimon or pokemon so you have your human character and your yeah, you know, your little monster partner on the sheet with you as well. So it's just one single sheet still. It's still pretty easy, and they have different type matchups, you know, Fire's Week against Ice or whatever. Um, but it's really good if you want to play one of those games. There hasn't been a great version of that. A lot of systems have attempted. Um, there's a lot of different versions of it. Uh, even D&D has had some different modules created for it, so you could play power rangers or or that's a bad example like pokemon digimon that kind of thing inside of it i myself i ran a module where i played tales from the loop for the human characters D D for the monsters and that's very complicated i got my players playing two different fucking games that don't talk to each other uh but we did it because we love those shows so finally there's a system that works and uses a really understandable system. It's very fun to play. You can go back to Kickstarter now. I will warn you, the quick start guide is a little bit rough around the edges. But because the creator knew that going in, they did almost all the work on the quick start and the reference. They hired editors and there's a team of people working on the final product. So one of our biggest nitpicks for a lot of these projects is they're poorly written. And I hope that that's not going to be the case. And I don't think it will be for the final product. Uh, do you two give a fuck about Digimon or Pokemon and want to play some Digimon D&D with me? Um, I will tell you what I told you three months ago when I walked in on all of you playing Digimon and John asked me, do you like Digimon? And I said, absolutely not. I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 but I'm so glad you guys like it. We, we still play. We, a new set of cards just came out. I, I played till like one o'clock in the morning last night with my Vmon deck. It was very fun. You're missing out on Digimon. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. This is how this is I how exactly this is how into it we are. Is we use the Digimon card game as a Gwent like system inside of our Digimon RPG. So like the players, Gwent. yeah, like they can they can either like try to fight the bad guy or they're like, hey, do you want to play cards? Like that's a thing that they often do inside of that game. And they have decks that are themed around <laughs> their characters too. <laughs> it's a lot of fun it's it's one of the nerdiest things i think i have ever done in my entire life and i <laughs> am very proud of it and now there's like a system stories and like that it's one of the nerdiest things i've ever done there's a long list there's a long listen you two might be good at math but i am nerdy as fuck i don't know how those two are comparable but uh that is the case um finally let's move on to another system that we got to talk about thirsty sword lesbians coolest name for an rpg ever just I actually hands know down. about this one. Yes, you do. We've talked about it. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to put it on there. But it's winning an award is really what I want to talk about. Yeah, what a Nebula Award. And it, some people, like, kind of scoff their nose. They're like, well, yeah, that's where LGBT things uh, learn or can earn an award. And I'm like, fuck that. Nebula Awards are the best awards because they recognize shit that isn't recognized in a lot of mainstream stuff just because it has content that's not for extremely extremely straight people which by the way we still can like things on the spectrum but they just don't (laughs) market it towards us you know what i mean like you don't see a commercial for thirsty sword lesbians on nbc you you know when you're watching uh i don't know what's on nbc what's Grey's anatomy on is that abc abc yeah you don't see a commercial for for thirsty sword lesbians on Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> although you should, I, would love to I think I, I'd I argue that you should, but I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, so I don't know. That was just the mainstream I show. I haven't for years. I mean, so. Law and Order is I that a better for years one? Either. Law and Order. I've never seen an episode of Law and Order in my life. There were some queer characters on Grey's Anatomy. I remember. Um, there were. There were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if there st- there still might be. I have no idea, but there definitely were. I feel like they I just all die it. in the house. I feel like people leave that show in such dramatic fashion. 
Like well, I remember it's been going on for so long. Sure, but well, people I mean, can they, just get a new job. Have... They can move across the country. But usually I tune in and my wife's like, Yeah, and they had a brain tumor. I'm like, Why? Why did they have a brain Jesus Christ? Like they got hit by a car. I'm like, they could just quit. Because they're a hospital. They need a story <laughs> that revolves around them being treated at a hospital. Right. If they get a paper cut, that's not interesting, Terry. I, I'm sorry. Now I'm derailing us about Grey's Anatomy. My point is is Thirsty Sword Lesbians number one awesome awesome game number two awesome awesome title and number three deserve the award and nebula awards are awesome and we should always talk about them is the point yeah agreed um so what did they win exactly let me bring up an article here so for best game writing and that's a fucking i I don't know if you know uh the rpgs are mostly about game writing so when it comes to categories like you can't tell me like that's not one of the hardest ones to win you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh sorry just like sometimes when i see those and people are like no yeah best writing that's cool and i'm like you don't understand it's all writing like that's the hard have you seen the books (laughs) yeah those are the hard ones like there's so much writing in all of these ttrpgs it's only writing there's no audio sample (laughs) well there's also pictures true that's true there's art but uh, yeah because it's not a the format is usually textbook rule book yeah. yeah. So you do have to have, unless it's like a, even, I'm trying to think of anything else, but like, videos take so much time. <laughs> yeah, and it, like, it's also, it's worth noting that like, they don't just compete against other RPGs in that category. Like, they're they're up against shows, they're up against books. So it's mm. it's still, it's an impressive win on so many different levels. And it's a newer, newer category, um, but it's still... It's still really, really cool that they did that. And again, a lot of heavy competition for a lot of that stuff. I think uh, a few years ago, I think it was Bandersnatch that won. And like, I didn't enjoy that from Netflix, but it was a really novel idea um that they pulled off yeah yeah the concept was cool exactly i I, we could we could talk about why bandersnatch wasn't good but like i mean i still haven't seen it i've only i've only done one of the like interactive uh netflix things and it was the one in like podunk australia and it was awful i I don't even know that one i did you do um the new day one where they're up against the undertaker because i did that one with my friends no the only one i ever did was i don't even remember what it was called it was like something in the wild it was about saving animals and well you gotta save the animals easy choice easy choice somebody like i was just at a friend's house and one of them like recommended that we all play it and it was so stupid because (laughs) it's like a survival game but it wasn't entertaining at all and like all we wanted to do was kill the protagonist because he was so annoying <laughs> it's it's how i feel when people are like let's play a board game and i'm like okay yeah i got a whole box full of them they they bring out cards against humanity i'm like oh this is just you're bad yeah. at talking i get it that's cool we don't have to play i game. mean though those are also the games we usually play at that place i love cards against, we i played what do you meme and i won so those listen. games are fun if you're with people you They're don't fun. enjoy having good conversations with, I think. Like, I don't think what? I would have fun playing those with you two because I enjoy your conversations. You say interesting things without a card. You're just a coward because thing. you think because I'll win. I'm I, really good at memes. I, maybe you would. I'm not a coward about that. I you can beat me at, at memes. I, and also, I was speaking specifically about Cards <laughs> Against Humanity. Also, That's Apples true. to Apples falls in that same category for me. I just feel like, yeah, they've been around for so long. And, like, there are, like, what do you meme and other games? Like, they follow the exact same format, but they just do it differently. So, I like, if I if somebody suggests playing Cards Against Humanity, I usually say no because I've played it so many times at this point, And it lost its novelty when I was in college. You know what one I but, did enjoy though was the was it called card fight? There's one where you draw and it's like some ridiculous I you know NPC, some ridiculous IP character. You draw a picture of them with whatever second accoutrement they come with, the other card you draw, and then you debate on who would win, like Godzilla with a freeze ray versus oh. Batman inside of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles turtle shell. Interesting. Um, car. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that one was draw. fun. Like, yeah, that you don't the the point isn't like how good your drawing is. It's just you use it to depict what they're doing with that thing. It's just like I would an extra. Lose I'm well, bad at drawing. You would. It's not that the point is the debate. Charlotte got. All right, moving on, (laughs) go check out (laughs) the Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Um, I think it's also on sale from their win, so 
uh definitely go okay. check that out and if it's not on sale message me i can uh, i will buy you a copy first five people to message me i'll buy you copies of thirsty sword lesbians hell yeah um do you two have copies i can i can send you i think i do have uh, uh I, I, have one. Do not. I do not well no. there you go let's let's spread the love here um spread the, love. Spread the lesbian Aww. spread the lesbian swords <laughs> um <laughs> next up <laughs> let's talk about uh our first update on this show we talked uh, in length about a book that was bad just like we talked about um how we we were hoping that getting an editor would help power rangers was a problem i worry about animon just because it's happened so often but dark souls was the big culprit this book was nigh unplayable um, for some of the rules contradictions and poor editing that happened they vowed to fix it and they have they're actually shipping them out now so it's no longer a uh, promise in the ether they were like hey we fucked up the book was bad here's new books and that's surprising because legally they probably if if there was a problem with it probably the only thing they would have to do is to print an errata and or a yeah. pdf version mm -hmm. of the updated text and what they did was shipping out new books which is crazy awesome they they didn't need to do it when it, again legally but from like a fan perspective they definitely did and it was just cool that they did that they they were not trying to make uber duper just money off this project they wanted to make something cool and i think they have I, the system is still fun when it comes to 5e reskins dark souls is one of the better ones the book was just bad mm. Mm. <laughs> i mean that's, well, that's really nice that they reprinted it completely. yeah i mean they had to like if they didn't that would no have been... they don't consumerism and capitalism and i, I mean it's true that. but then they would have like sunk their own ship if they didn't like from a business standpoint like it is smart to do the reprint and give people what they want because there was so much bad press. it's it's smart to a certain extent and there was a lot of bad press however you got to think about how fiending like some people are for rpg content like i talk about that power rangers rule book all the time i've been waiting for a d20 a modular like not modular system like like an actual like you level up you don't have to put your skill points in different places and build your own power ranger up from a different system you level up in a class of a power ranger so i can be a level five black ranger and then go to a level six one and you know multi-class i've been waiting for a system like that my entire life and they finally put it out and the book was bad the system was good the book was bad and i I still put a lot of money into it i bought the gm screen i bought the next module that came out because there's no one else doing it i can't vote yeah. with my wallet because i want the thing period so yeah. while you say like it would be bad for them would it be are there a lot of dark souls rpgs competing with it you know like the dark souls yeah. like communities mean they're gonna send a lot of mean shit their way <laughs> but yeah. i bet you they'd still buy the book you know at least from like a collector standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that too. So it's fifty fifty. I I think they needed to when it comes to like the love of the fans, but when it comes to what their mm -hmm. like project really necessitated, I don't think they need to. Now maybe if it comes to them trying to do a second book or hey they did the dark souls let's do the elden ring book now you know stuff like that mm. i think mm. you're right i think they had to because if they want us to come back for a second goddamn book they better fix yeah, the shit. If they, yeah if they, they have it. if they have long-term goals it was a necessity but if it was a one-off maybe it wasn't as much of a necessity but i feel like with a property like dark souls and especially because of the popularity of elden ring specifically i think it would have like of course it has at least right. in my opinion i think they have aspirations to make it like to extend it you know yeah. it would just make sense i i i hope they take the money i hope they make their own system i i love that it's in 5e like you you've played stuff that i've used from it Shar, so you know like it works i just mm -hmm. when it comes to a lot of those properties like i could already do dark souls and D, D. i don't need a yeah. dark souls book yeah uh, that's why i they like so that. often when they do a different system even power rangers i i like that it was a d20 system but they still kind of did their own thing so often i'm like that like if it was just pure D, &D a lot of times i would prefer it to be actual it's like D, &D. like make yeah. it proper it's now a realm that we can go to with our 5e characters which is possible with that dark souls thing but uh 
I, I, I'm just digressing into complaining about uh, different <laughs> D&D rules now. So let's move on. Isn't that what we usually do? Anyway? Usually. Or just <laughs> yeah. talk about how good we are at math. This is nothing new. Yeah. We, we could do this for a little while. Talk about how good we are at math. Which is very good, by the way, people. Like, I don't know if we've stressed <laughs> it enough. So We're math. so fucking good at math. So good at math. X equals um, opposite B plus or minus square root. <laughs> B squared minus four AC all over. That was like, pretty close. That was pretty close to the quadratic formula. I would. That I'm is gonna, the quadratic formula. What um, the fuck are you talking you about? You said the opposite at one point, which X is equals opposite B plus or minus square root B squared minus four AC all over two A. X equals opposite. X equals negative opposite B. B. Yeah, no, opposite B is negative B. Yeah, see, negative B is a word that I negative recognize. Well, that's the song I learned. X equals opposite B. That's negative nice that you learned the song, but uh, but it's wrong. But it's no, wrong. it's not. You don't you don't say opposite don't B. Negative when you... can also mean no, no, no. Negative in math can also mean opposite. No. Yes. No, you didn't know it says opposite. Yes, it can. Look at Google it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, man. But it's confusing. Sure. It is confusing, but it's correct. Mm, okay. You're good at math, so I'm going to trust I'm you. Math. You said it. You said how good you were. Nobody can change that now. <laughs> I mean, the czar of math. I learned negative B. Negative B, exactly. Because learned you, learned, you learned real words um, when it comes to math that's okay we can let her play um <laughs> uh that, by the way that's about where my like you definitely be, can be the czar of math because that's about where my knowledge of math ends is the quadratic formula and even like while i can recite it i have no idea what it's for no i don't even remember what it does <laughs> oh maybe i too could uh, you, be the czar of math it, you plug it in with um with my numbers with numbers, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Like it, it most equations. Whole, it was that whole section where you you plug things in and you solve for That's equations. Or algebra. Yeah, yeah you're just I mean yeah. Alright, well now I'm gonna say that this is out of the running for Czar of Math. I'm gonna say you were lobbying pretty hard, speaking of politics. Um so moving on though next uh another really cool thing uh it didn't come out recently but because this is this show was a little bit late um ttrpgs for Rep reproductive rights bundle head on over to itch.io i have the yeah. link up there um but you if you google that that it's going to come up right away um purely from awesomeness of course donate because it's going for roll for romance um it, they are going to make sure that money goes to a good place uh i can't say all the specifics because i don't know if you're worried about that which i i the reason why i say it like that way i worry about a lot of uh places where this they ask for a donation for charity does it go to actually helping the cause i'm pretty sure this does go and do your research on it if you were to talk about it from a pure bundle standpoint uh, the people that have donated this bundle is fucking amazing. There's so many cool things on here. Um, mm -hmm. I backed it, but I already have a lot of these games because I'm a digital hoarder when it comes to RPG things. Have you two had a chance to scroll through the list? Um, barely. So I just haven't had enough time. But I have. I have. I do have it. I I backed it. I. As soon, like I, as soon as it was announced, I follow um, Roll for Romance on Twitter, and I also listen to their podcast. It's a great Hell podcast. Oh yes, you do. Thank you. It's I was waiting podcast. for you to bring it up. We've we've plugged them before on here, right? And I, and I know we've talked to them on remember. Twitter, but I, I know I've I've talked to I've talked about them sometimes. I don't remember if it's on this podcast or just like normal conversations that we have that aren't recorded. Right. <laughs> They're great. I love their podcast. It's so interesting, and it plays D and D in such an interesting way. And that and that's why like, entertaining. Yeah, that's why like I had no like I am not worried about that money going to the right place because they're awesome. No. Um yeah. normally they make like great again. Content, they're great. Exactly. Like they're awesome. I, I it's a great cause. And again, using the platform for good. Um if we had a platform, mm -hmm. I'd say let's use it for good. So for the fifteen people listening, you know, go and send <laughs> go and send money that way. Um when it comes to the games inside, just like looking at the first row of stuff that I've already played, Beam Saber is fucking awesome, Glitter Hearts is fucking awesome. Um Live Love Die, I haven't had a chance to play myself. I've heard people talk about some really cool things with it though. Um Dragon Hearts is another one that you'll probably recognize when it comes to like the Kickstarter mm -hmm. sphere. 
Um, the, I, I can't list all of them. There's so many games on here. There's one. The only one that I've looked at, I think, is from Abyssal Bruise, who I also follow on Twitter. And they have a 5e supplement in there yep. that's all about different things to do for travel time. Which travel time for any DM, at least in my Ooh. opinion, is just the bane of my existence. Yeah, we, yeah. we've bane used it in our game. Um, are you talking about I Campfire? I hate it. Yeah, campfire. Yeah, we 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 use the campfire elegant travel stuff in our game. I don't always mention it. Maybe I should do a better job about that. Um, I mean, like you don't have to mention what you're using if you're using. It. I, there's just it'd be hard because I mean everything. No, I've created nothing myself. You know, like on that screen, it's all <laughs> a million things I've bought from like RPG drive through. It's um, great. Like I'm just starting because I'm so stubborn. If anybody knows anything about me, I'm just a stubborn person. So like no, it doesn't really, you're so I, good at math. <laughs> really? So <they're> not. <laughs> and I, I I carried that into my DMing style for a long time because like a lot of my campaigns are homebrewed, so I just insisted on doing things myself and like making up systems myself, making tables myself, sure, making up like every P NPC myself. Like I was so against like generators. I was against other content, not because I didn't think it looked awesome, but I'm just like, no, I can do it myself. I have a, I have an MFA. You have the technology. Like, I, I have the technology, but it's, I'm finally, stopping that because it's so overwhelming and i'm just like well obviously now i have to use all of these tools because i have them now and also it's just anything to make your life easier as a dm or a player is amazing in my book like i i use so many generators now for names yeah. i use i use like i'm gonna hopefully use a lot of stuff in this bundle i'm gonna use like I might use a pre-made like adventure from 5e. I've never done that before. Like I've never run, you know, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. I've never run like Ravenloft. I've never run any of those, but I might take one of the mini adventures from one of the books and use that for once Hell because, yeah. you know, some planning is hard and having a lot mm -hmm. of it pre-prepped is okay. Like you can do that. 100%, especially <laughs> like now you're you're reaching like this is going to be your third campaign that you're running, right? second campaign Same that game. i'm running okay so but like even then like it's it just it's a lot of work i do more like uh, bespoke creation when i do an original setting just like you were saying but when you're mm -hmm. playing in other worlds like or, or running multiple games multiple times a week like there's only so much time and what i learned too because i sometimes I like to do it just for like a pride sake we're like no no, no i made this stuff it's all yeah. me but when the players don't notice the difference, that's when I start exactly. to, I go, you know, <laughs> why am I not using the don't shortcut? Notice, Like I literally, I think one of the things that sparked my, oh my God, I can just do other things is I ask Lissa. I'm like, Lissa, I have a serious question for you. Do you know what I'm making shit up on the fly? And then she thought about it for like a solid minute. And she's like, no, no. I never know when you're making <laughs> shit up on the fly. And I'm like, oh my god i can use so many other things now. exactly you go <laughs> on over that. go on over to drive through rpg so many supplements are free or pay what you want you know like if you only have they 50 are. cents if you only have a buck you know go on over there get those a lot of that really cool stuff that is only a dollar is in this bundle campfire like it i said is. that's one that i use um that's really cool that, that that's on there because that's one of the more helpful ones because when it comes to like so new GMs, yeah, like thought, yeah. It, it's downtime is a hard thing to figure out what to do with with every group, let alone yeah. like all the time because yeah. everyone's like, well, what do we do around the campfire? Like this has systems for that. Yeah. It's got systems for travel. It's got games in there, which is the thing that I use at my table all the time. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. you're at that bar. Do you want to be at that bar or do you want to be at that bar playing a game? Like, are we doing yeah. a drinking game? You want it are to be a casino? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's worth $5 on its own, let alone all these other fucking awesome books. I think the I think the bundle, like, somebody crunched the number, and it, it's worth over $2,000. Easily, easily. You know what it reminds easily. me of is yeah. when they did that COVID um, video game bundle um right at the beginning of the pandemic I don't oh know, yeah do i missed i missed that because it was on itch and i wasn't as big into like indie games so i'm just like oh mm. that's really cool but i don't know if i'll ever play any of i these. don't know how the so i didn't donate. the download works but um the company bought like three so i'll see if oh, i can get cool. you like a different profile um and send you that and see if you can still get those downloads um if That'd not like, cool. just borrow my pc for a week and check out a million different games 
I already planned to because I saw you at Baldur's Gate, and I'm like, excuse me. We, I, I have, have like, Baldur's I have all of the Baldur's Gates. I have Dark yeah, I Alliance. Have third, like, no, no, you have the third one specifically, and I'm like, I gotta. Listen, dude, listen. I, I like, I think like we you know what we always talk about. Like whenever we talk about having to pay for something with company funds, I go, but listen, if anyone needs money, we can split it up and take money that you need first. <laughs> like that's okay to ask for. We earn this, you know. Um, I think instead of doing it because we need it, I think we just buy Baldur's game for everybody <laughs> because Don't that game is so fucking good not say that to me no but listen it's our money we paid for the lights now we buy Baldur's gate because listen it's Gary. not complete it's not finished I and i play it I so much i know and it's larian and i love divinity so much and like they don't have bards yet. That was the one thing that's like keeping me from getting the advanced copy. I think you'd be disappointed even if they had bards because when it comes to interaction with NPCs, while there are a lot, when it comes to what you could do as a bard to make an effect on what they have so far, I think you would be just a little disappointed for like the stitch of a game that they've carved out. Oh, I don't care about that. I just saw into the role play aspect. Well, that's what. Well, that's what, yeah, sure. Like you can role play them, but like when it comes to a lot of the cool stuff, like I just, I, I think right now it really favors combat. You know, classes. There's, there's still lots of cool things you can do outside of the norms of combat because it's D and D. You know, like you can hit the stalagmite on the ceiling. In, instead, can be oh, they totally can. They totally can, and I think like that's that's what you're getting at. But like I, yeah. I love being the bard and playing the song at the tavern. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love the versatility of Bard, so I think they're probably going to be because they have to add them. I'm sorry. Like that's just the rule. Like you can't have Oh, bard they will you will have Bards. I Yeah, you will have they will come eventually, but like I think they're probably going to be one of the last ones because of the versatility and because they're probably going to have to build a lot more systems for combat and for other things before they can have them because bards are just so like you could do anything with a bard well that's what anyway. i think is taking so long with the game obviously like it's gonna take a long time to make anyways because of the quality but they agreed to the same agreement that i always talk about like ari salvatore did back in the day when he started writing his D books which is rules as written like mm -hmm. they're, they're making d20 you know the the 5e yeah. system in digital space and that comes with a lot so like while we have mm -hmm. a lot of stuff in the the game that you can play right now if you bought the the um pre-release copy of what's the steam green light version or early access early access yeah, yeah early yeah, access um I'm so old. That's what it used to be called, the Steam Greenlight. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I'm so ancient. But, uh, yeah, so, like, you buy the early access version, there's already so much shit in it. But I I, I hazard to guess they're going to put everything in it, you know? Like, if they're trying to do scared. rules as written. So, think about, like, they don't have bards, but they don't have any of the subclasses for a lot of those. They don't have yeah. all the spells in there yet. Like, and all the supplements 5e you think is like light compared to something like 3.5 but they have something like 50 books they have so, but also, a lot of content but also larian as a company they work with the gamers to be able to improve the game 100 and they they Just take the feedback on, yeah they they take the actual feedback and they work with it so that and it takes a long time to do that just yeah. having played through divinity and like reading up on them um as creators and stuff they actually do work with the players and take the feedback and like improve on it which you can see and that's what makes their games so good which is why it takes them so long just being able to like adapt not only 5e but to actually like make it work and make it fun mm -hmm. but because of that you know the game's gonna be good but it will take time right that's the thing and all the negative reviews on Steam right now are just like, this is taking too long. It's been in early access for three years. You're just like, what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> the yeah. only, I, the <laughs> only game I think is... a good game, yeah. like, just be happy. Like, just be happy that you're getting that and you're going to get yeah. a good result in the end. Miyamoto like, has that famous... Long, but Go, sorry, go Quality ahead. Quality does not come easy. No, it, Miyamoto has that uh, famous quote for video game developers, which is, uh, a bad game is a bad game forever. A delayed game could be good. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, okay. and I think I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But, like, so, like, Larian can take its fucking time because I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3 probably until I die. Like, I... I yeah. I put in so many hours into so many bad D&D games, you know? And Divinity Original Sin isn't even D&D, &D, and it's the best D&D &D game, period. Um, well, 
2 is. Uh, one's very good, but Divinity Original Sin 2 is the best. Oh, yeah, D&D no, game. Divinity Original Sin 2 is, like, it is the closest I think I've ever gotten, especially, and it, it is in part, it's also based on character choice, and there's so many different ways you can play the game, but in terms of, like, customization, in terms of, like, combat systems, it is probably the closest thing to playing a D&D video game that's not, like, mm. Baldur's Gate or has a system right. that I've ever played. It, it captures that turn-based combat the the rp elements like it it captures everything which is why i am i'm just praying i'm praying and this is the last thing i'll say about it because i know we've talked a lot about Baldur's gate 3 even though it's not on the road up but like i'm (laughs) praying because divinity original sin 2 has that um it has a dm mode it has a mode where you can create maps and it has a mode where you can like create a campaign and i'm like if Baldur's gate 3 has that for fifth edition i'm going to buy a copy for every single one of my players and we are going if they don't want to buy it themselves i will spend my own money to use that because whole especially if you're an online player like for DD, oh my god will that be a game changer like especially if you're a visual person like me and a lot of my players are like if they have a DM mode where you can create your character, create your class, have all of the spells in your D and D game in this game master mode, yeah, that's I, I'm like frothing at the mouth just thinking about it. I, to like, me, like that sounds very difficult to do just with like how high level Baldur's Gate three is. Like every single NPC has voice acting. Uh, you know, just like even just like that detail, I, I could go on, but like that detail alone, like how do you put that into the 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 mode for game masters you know i would just be i would be okay with and this is the only i would only use it for combat i wouldn't put my whole campaign in there i think that's that's way too that's interesting that's 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 big brain yeah but no i i would want it specifically for combat like we would be playing on like skype or zoom and then i'd be like okay everybody you gotta log in here's the code we're gonna do combat in here like oh my god i think that would work really well for someone like me and you who we we like combat but when it comes to running combat we want it to be cinematic we want the cool things to happen and sometimes the rules get away because it becomes a war game right so if you have players Mm -hmm. at your table who want that war game aspect that's a really good medium right Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it's just good for visualization. Too. Exactly. Sometimes, like, I I do use minis in some games just so I can go. There are fifty skeletons now. You know where they all are. Yeah. So Baldur's Gate could totally do something like that. The problem is when you bring in a digital interface like that, you immediately hit limitations you don't have when you're using text or you know True. just describing it into the ether of like this is how big that dragon is and it flies up They're like well the dragon can only go up 50 feet in the game system so uh you know <laughs> so you can't have it soaring above the clouds because they can't yeah, render it would that be a, you know it would be a big undertaking so i i think that's just like best case scenario maybe they would have it maybe they wouldn't but i'm just like just thinking of the possibility that that could exist yeah but like tools yeah tools for gms are always always good even if you don't use all of them for all games all the time it's just awesome yeah. that they do that but back to the the um <laughs> uh ttrpgs for reproductive rights bundle i have purchased my copy of it um and because itch.io is so awesome it's like hey you already have some of these games <laughs> do you want to purchase this so I'm like yes i do um Aww. but just so you know like if you have some of these uh you can do that toss them an extra buck or two if you can um itch.io also is super great if you have an account you can just leave all those there there's a lot of books with a lot of supplements with a lot of pieces that came with them like for instance like yeah. beam saber didn't just come with the book it came with the book came with the character sheets came with one of the expansions for it um it came with all of the different additional rules that come through and all of the resources if you were to run something in like d20 so just as an example like that's a lot of files that are all like you know several megabytes a piece so if you can't download all those right away uh it stores all that so make an account when you go and do that just as my yeah, that's uh, what i did yeah my yeah, atypical because i brain. i know i don't have enough room on my dinky laptop exactly that's why i was like just for <laughs> reference there's this is a big fucking file and unlike drive through rpg i don't think there's a good way to just get it as a zip that's the one positive if you go to yeah. like drive through rpg if yeah. you get a big order there's like do you want to just zip and download all of this at once and i go yes please hell yeah i want to download these five thousand character sheets for systems i'll probably never get a chance to play but they were a dollar <laughs> so i bought them i do that way too often 
I use drive through RPG like other people use Steam. Oh, yeah. Like, if they have that gigantic backlog. Sure. Like, there's so many systems. Like, I just found out that Legends of Five Rings did a reprint recently, and I didn't know that. I thought that system was dead, and I, I, I've i always wanted to try that out. So, I not only did I revamp and buy all of the books I didn't have for Legends of the Five Rings, I also bought all the new ones. I'm like, I don't have time to run another D&D game, let alone an entirely new system. Um, but I did it, so there's that. I'm not going to do a girl. I was just thinking about it. I was just saying, I'm not going to do it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> That's definitely how I am with Steam or Xbox games. <laughs> just anytime I, see a st- anytime I see a sale, I'm just like, bye. Bye. Will mm. I play it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> bye. So, yeah, Shardy is not even as bad as me. So. <laughs> are you, yeah, are you just as bad? Like, you, how many uh, Steam backlog games do you have? I think Uh-oh. I'm at 75. Oof. Um, That's pretty big for someone who runs a Mac that cannot, can't even run most games. Physically cannot play some of them because I have a Mac and not a Windows. And so, it's not even that you just have a Mac. You kind of have a weak Mac. No, I have a pretty good Mac. Um, what does that mean, though? Okay. You can tell me I'm, I'm wrong, and I'll agree with you, but I want to know what that Pro, means. No, not the MacBook Air. So that so. doesn't. that just means you have a mid-range. Well, that's not good. What? It's not the worst, okay, Terry? You're right. You're right, though. You're right. You're, you got me there. I said you had the worst. You don't have the worst. You have the second. I do not the have worst. the worst. That is incorrect. <laughs> for gaming, so at I'm least. Like, they're great for, for doing something. actually have the capability of playing them. That's that's the next. Like, when we actually have money, we can afford to buy some of the URLs we want. The next thing is getting you a PC that can run shit, both yeah. of you. Um, mm-hmm. I have a PlayStation 5, so I don't care. I hope, uh, I, I hope that you get games that you can play one day but i can play everything and i'm happy so um is good at math i can play video games there's that i can't play them well i don't want to be confused i'm bragging about my ability to play them i'm not good at things end of sentence mm. dramatic pause perfect uh (laughs) (laughs) i had nothing to add to that because you were correct (laughs) yeah uh, everyone knows uh so now we're gonna move on to our bs segment we have don't have time to talk about any of the other things we listed we're gonna keep the news there i hope you enjoyed it um shardy are you watching playing reading anything uh i took a break from watching charmed because i just watched so much of it (laughs) that's Um, too much charm i I think i'm (laughs) it was i think i i'm i stopped i'm on season five so i'm like over halfway done i just needed to stop uh i did recently watch um the new adam conover show on netflix the g word -word. was it good that's great i do recommend i love adam conover so yeah if you love adam conover if you love adam ruins everything if you love any of that you will like this show it's 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 produced by barack obama which i did not know i so was about to ask screen, him, I'm like, like who's producing obama it? i saw him and i almost started crying which is usually what happens whenever i see obama i just start crying I'm just like i miss you it's just so you? often i'm like it's not even just like a politician that cares because <laughs> i i disagree with some points from barack obama like even like sure. we talked about like some of like their abortion standpoints and what they didn't follow up on you know but when it comes mm-hmm. to just like a politician that cares and you can tell yeah. Like there's there's so like there's so few of them that like I also I'm like yeah. I get choked up and I'm like like why can't we just have a politician that reads <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> just knows how to why at least. Obama. Exactly. <laughs> so I watched that and it was great. Um, I watched it over a couple of days. It was like my morning coffee show. Um, nice. And it was it was good. It was I mean it, it points out a lot of the flaws of the American governmental system. If you're not into politics or government, um, you might not like it. But if you just want to learn more about it, you'll like it. It's just like an educational show, but it does it in a palatable way, which is usually how I like to take my serious news and stuff. Like I get my news from like John Oliver tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> Philip DeFranco is a big one Philip in DeFranco my house. Philip DeFranco and John yeah. Oliver's. Yeah, how I get most of my news. <laughs> stuff. If like if you're like me and you do that, then. I recommend the the G word highly. That's awesome. Um, wh- how long are the episodes? Uh, they're not longer than a half hour. Okay, cool, cool. 
Um, does it have any affiliation with Dropout or College Humor, or formerly known as College Humor? I don't humor? think so. I think it's his own production company, and okay. they uh, Obama produced it. So, like, I think it was like a co-production. Well, good, good for Adam Conover for coming I back eat, and doing but... things since they did him dirty on uh, uh, what was the other show? Adam ruins I think everything. It was True TV. Yeah, yeah True TV True really TV fucked out over that. Over, and I guess yeah. True TV. It's not fair to say True TV. It was like the parent company of all of that. So yeah uh but still yeah. like cool cool to see him still doing shit um he is the way that i learned about emily axford as well i mean obviously college humor but really yeah. getting acquainted with her content and and her husband and all of their shit hot date yeah, and same. I, now i'm obsessed with d20 and all of dropout so mm-hmm. which you have my password for now you can go and watch all of I those do. things i haven't even watched it yet but i have like <laughs> I have your stuff. That's my BS for this week is I've gotten into Starstruck Odyssey, which I've talked a little bit about, but I've now marathoned all the stuff they have so far, and it's so good. If you're into live play or just hilarious comedy, go check out Starstruck Odyssey over on Dropout. I don't know if they have any of it up for free. Like, you can go check out Fantasy High from Dimension 20 for free over on YouTube, like their first season. I don't know if you can do any of that for Starstruck Odyssey. I think you have to go buy Dropout, but it's worth it. It's really cheap. Um, there's tons of awesome content on there. I also rewatched all of Breaking Bad with my wife. That show is harrowing and still very good. But, like, it's a lot. Like, don't expect to have, like, a romantic evening after you watch Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of, like, you sitting with your significant other going, fuck. Like, because it's just, it takes a lot out of you. So, have romantic time before Breaking Bad and then watch Breaking Bad. That's my recommendation for people. Uh, <laughs> Lissa, what are you doing? Um, what am I doing? Uh, I continued watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Hell yeah. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> and I watched the, f- oh, I stopped watching everything to watch the final season. I believe it's the final season of Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Is that good? I don't think I've seen any. I mean, I know a lot it's, about it just from covering it, like, early on in the series. But I, it's I think very I've watched sweet. a few episodes. Yeah. It's very sweet, and it's very... I put it on when I want, like, a lighthearted comedy that sure. has nothing serious going on. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is serious because it made me cry in the end, but, like... But it can be heartfelt without making you feel yeah, like, it, wait... It's, it's, like... it's just heartfelt, it's cute, it's old people dealing with their lives yeah that sounds rough and it's just it's funny and i really like it i the conceit of the show got me uh really early on because like right around when that happened was when my mom was single for like the first time in like 30 years so Mm. it was like uh not relatable for me necessarily but for someone else in my life so i watched a few episodes of it it was it was fun i enjoyed it it just wasn't what i was looking for at the time and then i never went back and it never stopped um yeah. how often do they do the flashbacks i saw that they had um uh june diane Raphael playing a younger version of one of the characters and i'm a big fan of hers uh, i don't think there have been that many flashbacks from what i'm trying to think yeah i don't i don't think there were that many flashbacks Just, I think so it's, it's more not like a main them. thing no like they have their personalities and stuff and they talk about the stuff that they've done okay. um, in the past but they, there's not a whole lot of flashbacks and they don't go back and forth a lot. So that was more of like a cameo thing. I thought maybe because the show had gone on for a while that they were trying to introduce those as like a almost like a B storyline most of the time. But again, that was me no, watching it through no. headlines. No, no, no. Got it. Well, I am not going to make any more conjecture on a show that I have not <laughs> seen much of because that's silly. Um I don't think we have anything else to plug. We're going to do a post show for 10 minutes real quick because I have to go pick up my children. So if you like this, head on over to patreon.com slash can't be killed creations. Give us a buck or two, get lots of early content and get that post show we're about to do. Um, and you get lots of other stuff like our lore rewrites, which are going up very, very soon. I'm going to put this episode up early just so you two know, I'm going to put it up before our other shows we have in the can so we can plug the reproductive rights, uh, TTRPGs bundle. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is probably going to go up on Friday for everybody. If you're a Patreon listener, um, you're you're already listening to it early because I'm going to put it up as soon as we're done with this. Hell yeah. 
Um, you can find me over on RATF underscore pod on Twitter or at Resident Stevel on both of those over there or on the Right and Feels podcast where I talk about things like Grace and Frankie, but like just that. I don't talk about D&D over there except for when we talk about D&D over there because it's really, it's just one big show. Um, Shardae, where can the people find you online? They can find me in uh, the Slovenly Trolls. I am the better half of the Slovenly Trolls <laughs> and I run the Slovenly Trolls Twitter at Slovenly Trolls. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Lissa, Yay. where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, they they can't. can find me. <laughs> they can find me running the Instagram for the Slovenly Trolls. Heck yeah. And, and on the Slovenly Trolls podcast. They can come to the UK. They can come to London and try to find <laughs> me in person. <laughs> they can do that. You have a new episode for the Slovenly Trolls coming out next week, right? What's the topic this week so we can plug that? Uh, we are doing an episode on Spelljammer. Yes, we are. Spelljammer confirmed. Awesome, awesome. I kind of, I, I, I'm excited, always excited to listen to that one, but it's one that I've almost tempted asking you what the research was like because that's one I, I do know a little bit about, but also I'm just interested to hear the stuff I don't know specifically. So mm-hmm. like, it's it's taken a lot out of me to go. Can I see those notes? I saw you talking about it earlier on on Twitter about <laughs> Lisa not having her draft in yet, and I'm like, I kind of want to know what Char has so far, but I'm going to wait for the final product, <laughs> like everybody else. You get to wait like everybody else, just like everybody else. Um, but you know who doesn't have to wait for the post show is the people on Patreon. So this has been the Cave Trolls, <laughs> and we're out. Now comes that special time of the show where we thank our Patreon producers. This month we have Chantrell Every. Thank you so much, Chantrell. You keep the lights on, the mics going, and really just give us the energy and the funds to keep doing this every single day. So I just want to say again, thank you, Chantrell, for everything you do and all of your support. And if you want to become a Patreon producer like Chantrell, you can head on over to patreon.com slash creations and join at the Patreon producer level. That's the $10 level or above. And you can get shout outs like Chantrell, but no one else did. So there can be only one. You are the Highlander Chantrell. Thank you.